after these messages will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, bringing you hot takes on commercial breaks. That's right, we are here to talk about TV commercials tonight. The good ones, the bad ones, and the ones where people say weird shit like this. Walking, eating, driving, or engaging in other activities while asleep without remembering it the next day have been reported. My name is Andrew Walsh and I'm here with Genevieve Has. Hello, Genevieve. Hello, Andrew. As that little drop at the top of the show might indicate, we are talking about fine print today. That's mm, right. That print is fine. It's so fine. Mm. All right, I'm going to stop doing that voice now. <laughs> I apologize. I got to say, like, I am exhausted. I almost, feel, I almost feel drugged because uh, I have a, went to bed too late last night. I don't have to go into all the details why I'm tired, but I am. But that is why <laughs> I'm going to lean on you quite a bit today, Veeves. What is the show about? Well, uh... We've been no, we had I think we've even been teasing this a little bit on the show for a few weeks now. But every so often we'll be watching TV, we'll see a commercial, and there we'll see something in the fine print that makes us really uh, take notice of what it really, what how it, what it means for the commercial or the thing it's trying to sell. And uh, fine print does a lot of of useful work in commercials, and sometimes it um, really negates the whole point of the commercial. And sometimes I feel like they're trying to be a little funny with the fine print right? yeah it's you know it's like anything else it's a it's a tool um, and and some advertisers have had some fun with it and of course we will check in with the ad council as we always do that's you guys and um Vives, i know that you put together the show today but i was uh looking ahead a little bit spoiling it for myself and i learned something and i think we're all gonna learn something very surprising about a jingle that i've heard a million times before yeah you know which jingle I'm talking about. I assume so, yeah. I am. I'm a little bit blown away. I had no idea. Really? Did you? I guess um, I guess I never thought about it. But what it, we've learned is jingles change with the times. Yes. Um, com- commercials evolve. Campaigns evolve. And um, sometimes they catch up with the times. All right. We'll get into that later on. But first, let's start with the fine print. I know you hate this question, even when we're not recording. And here I am putting it on you while we're recording. Um, do you know who does this song? Because I didn't. I wouldn't have been able to. I mean, put this together. It sounds like um, uh, the Go Go's. It's a band called Missing Persons. Oh, I've never the heard of them. The video is very shocking. The woman is very scantily clad, but in the areas that she is clad, she's clad like a robot. Sort of. She looks like a naked robot. Okay. For whatever that's worth. Yeah. All right. So let's get into our first commercial. Oh, this is one that I think we might have even alluded to on the show, although I'm not sure if this is the one that gave us the idea for the topic today. Um, But it was some fine print that we saw in this AT&T commercial that is running constantly now, at least during the football games where I'm watching most of my TV. Yeah, I'm seeing this ad a lot. It's been on for a while. Um it uh, it stars our AT and T's long AT and pitch woman, uh, Milana Vaintrub. Milana Vaintrub. Uh, we've talked about her before. How much we like her. This isn't my favorite uh, commercial that she does. Um, they they sort of have her break the fourth wall. 
But it is sort of interesting, unlike the ads where she's inside and she's yelling through the glass and is clearly be taking place in COVID times. This is an ad that was obviously made during COVID times. It's a new ad. But she and two other people are all inside together. None of them are wearing masks. They are a good six feet apart from each other. In fact, I think the blocking is a little bit awkward for that mm-hmm. reason. They're sort of in a big triangle in this store, this AT&T store. Um, but um, so they're they're having a conversation about this great deal. Um, she, uh, her, uh, one of her coworkers and a customer. But what's interesting about it is that despite how they look in the store with no masks and all being inside together, uh, AT&T wants you to know that it was made safely. So before we get to the actual fine print, let's take a listen to this commercial. A lot of people may be familiar with it. Uh, like you said, so there's um, uh, Milana? Milena? I forgot her first name already. I think it's Milana. Milana. Uh, and another, uh, she's playing an employee of the store. Of course, she's the, the main spokesperson uh, and has been for quite some time now. I can't, can't remember her name. This character has a name. Does she not? I think she does. I always forget. I forget it, too. It's so funny. It's not like they go out of their way to tell you her name every time she's on. Like Flo. Right. Yeah. Um, But she and another AT&T employee in an AT&T store are helping a customer. This is the new iPhone 12 Pro with 5G. And it's on AT&T, the fastest nationwide 5G network. Now new and existing customers can get our best deal. Really? Mom, AT&T has the deal for new and existing customers. (laughs) I will. So what'd she say? It's the wrong person. It's a guy named Carl. But he's very excited and on his way. Word of mouth advertising. It's what they did before commercials. It's not complicated. Everyone gets our best. It's deal. weirdly directed. I've talked about this a million times off the air, Veeves, and I, I don't even know if I've brought it up on the air. That that moment where she breaks the fourth wall, there's something about the way she's directed there. Like, the timing is kind of weird. It, it, the camera lingers on her a second too long, and she has to kind of, like, tilt her head. Like, it's it's very unclear what they're going for it there. It is. She starts that sentence talking to the customer and ends it talking to the viewer, yeah. which I find distracting. And like I said, I think the blocking in this is, is weird, and it's a function of how it was made and that's when we get to the fine print yes and i have it paused here what does the fine print actually say can you read that this ad was made safely please wear a mask in our stores that's right and this might have even been in that other at&t ad where she and another woman are sitting on a couch kind of near each other they're actually not sitting on the same couch because the same covid um reasons and uh what's the joke there every time she says something about the new uh, HBO sound. Yeah, the HBO. She, we talked about it from a sonic branding perspective. Yeah. She mentions HBO Max and like the HBO Max like tone plays. Yeah, whatever yeah. that new one is. Um, one thing I do like about this, I mean, it's interesting that they even felt like they need to make it a three-person commercial because you kind of have two spokespeople there for AT&T and the new woman whose name I don't know and is less of an established character is the one who's initially working with the customer in the meantime. And I I kind of like it in a weird way, but I don't understand why you have Milena back there and she's kind of got a a rag like I have. I carry around like a towel in the house all the time. I'm constantly wiping down surfaces and she's doing that in the background. She's wiping the phone surfaces. Maybe that's a maybe that's part of it. It's like it's to signal yes. that they're keeping everything clean, that You're they're wiping right. off things that have been touched by people. 
it wasn't until we said it out loud that as soon as I finished that sentence and, yeah. and well, it's actually more like as soon as you started explaining it to me, <laughs> let's be honest. Right. I hadn't thought about it either Right. That's this. why she's yeah. keeping everything sterile. It's not just like, I thought she was just doing something with her hands back It's not there. just like, you know, like a like a witness to a crime on Law and Order who's like just stacking boxes from one truck to another just to give them some stage business to do. Right, right, right. But still, I mean, I guess if you really felt it was important to have that kind of um, telescoping of, of cleanliness, but you could still do it with Telegraphing. Two, telegraphing. I always mess that up. <laughs> um, but Telescoping. We're telescoping You it. could still have Milena just they're herself working with the customer and sort of mindlessly cleaning the phones too. It's just weird that if you're trying so hard to do this blocking with three people, just go with two. It's You don't need both people. I wonder if they're trying to work this other spokesperson into a more of a regular rotation the way like uh, Jamie and the other characters have become part of a regular I, in the progressive That's my sense of it is that they are trying to expand their stable here mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, and I think that's a good thing. You know, you, you this woman, Milana Vaintrub, has been their spokeswoman for years and years. And I think there's some wisdom in trying to have a, a graceful handoff versus like yesterday, you know, like mm-hmm. rather than like what Dos Equis did, right? Which was like right. literally pretend to send their guy to the moon. Right. What if they send, what if that all commercial campaigns <laughs> just do that now? <laughs> They just send the AT and T woman to the moon. Everybody has to go to the moon. Everybody to the moon, and then in the, the moon becomes a very fun place where all of our favorite characters are. <laughs> eventually, as much as I would hate to see him go, but even eventually, Tumgus is right. up there. It's very Watchmen esque. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, what's this next one? Oh, this progressive one. This is less about fine print as a as a warning or to the customer and more just a joke, right? Yeah, I think this one's fun. I think progressive, like, uh, as always, um, you know, they're, they are such masters of the craft of commercial making that they play with the form in really fun ways. Um, Geico's the same way, right? Like, they make so many ads and they have such an extended universe of characters and a whole world like all this world building that they've done that they can like play with different genres and the genre that they're like they're playing with here um it's Flo and Jamie they pull up into a to a sort of a big fancy house she's I think one of them's in a car and one of them's on a motorcycle she looks like she's decked out like in a progressive motorcycle suit so i'm guessing she might have been on the cycle but i could be wrong yeah i can't recall anyway they roll up to this big house and and they start having this sort of like wrap this conversation is clearly the end of like an action movie where they're kind of like recapping the the main thrust of the plot that they just uh just did and as they walk off screen together um we start seeing the credits to the movie that they're in and the credits are actually pretty hilarious Okay, And so, it's like a joke that's like for no one, right? Because the, it goes too fast to read it unless you actually stop it. But that's what they want. They want people to engage, right? To they want look people it to do a whole podcast it. about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. So I'll, I'll hit play for um, the audio, and then you can say what the fine print says. Of course I'm wrong. Well, she's bo- in the car. They're both he's... sort of dressed like motorcycle. Yeah. But people. actually, now that I look at it, yeah, she's kind of got that outfit where it's like a NASCAR collar up top there, like one of those NASCAR jackets. Anyway, okay, like you say, they, they pull up. She's in the Lambo. Is that a Lambo? It could be. Is that a Lambo? I don't know. I don't know cars. Bugatti? You know cars way better than I do. You know cars pretty well. Don't say that. That's not oh, true. Oh, you like to lower the bar. 
I'm just telling you, I don't know cars. But I am out with you. I mean, we leave the house sometimes when we do. You'll be like, oh, look at that old Charger. Or you even know new model model cars. All cars look alike to me. <laughs> Almost all cars look alike I mean, to me. You are unusually car blind. Yeah, I am. Okay, anyway, they're pulling up. It's the end of the movie. Another bundle in the books. Gotta hand it to you, Jamie. Your knowledge of Victorian architecture really paid off this time. Now, the credits are rolling up. We see Flo herself. Jamie plays himself. And then there's a whole list of a bunch of people in this movie who we never saw, of course, because we didn't watch the movie. Yeah, and unfortunately, it's too small here for me to see with my old eyes, but oh, that's better. There's there's Jack Russell Terriers played by Petey. I mean, keep in mind, like, these are, (laughs) none of these are characters that we've seen or that are in this commercial, but like, They've clearly like imagined a whole a whole cast of characters. The other characters include train conductor, exotic fruit vendor, aristocrat with allergies, <laughs> fringe friend, <laughs> lovable, lovable bandit. bandit. I, I love. And I wonder it. who these names are because they all have names, right? Like yeah. you know, are these just like friends of the of the casting people? Like you know. Who's Mike Bissler and Andy Shotwell? Right. I was wondering that, too, if these are just a bunch of inside Spelling Bee jokes. champion. Uh, octopus trainer, archery instructor, gumbo aficionado <laughs> is another one. We're kind of clicking ahead here. Um, okay, do you want me? Oh, and somebody played oh, old, old Jamie. Old Jamie, played by Pablo. <laughs> played by Pablo. Um, okay. Someone so named Matt Dillon plays the informant, but I assume that's not the Matt Dillon. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm going to go uh, play it from the beginning now. Another bundle in the books. Gotta hand it to you, Jamie. Your knowledge of Victorian architecture really paid off this time. Nah, I just got lucky. So did the Thompsons. That faulty wiring could have cost them a lot more than the mudroom. Thankfully, they bundled their motorcycle with their home and auto. They're protected 24-7. Mm. What do you say? One more game of backgammon? <laughs> Not on your life. <laughs> then it says... Flo and Jamie still spend every Thanksgiving with the Thompsons. That to me is like one joke that doesn't work there. Because it's just too specific. It's distracting. It's like it's not part of the genre. Like mm-hmm. I've watched a lot more action movies than you or as you call them crash em ups. Mm-hmm. And I love the I think I think this is a fun riff on how action movies end with like this the, the high the flash you know frozen high five mm-hmm. um, the you know, rolling up to like a a big rich place on you know in, into like flashy uh, automobiles, and then like the list of the characters is hilarious. But then having it be like sort of like a documentary end where Flo and Jamie like that's not how action movies end. It doesn't end with like The Rock and Jason Statham still get together with the zookeeper. Every Valentine's Day. I feel like we were just watching something recently that did that, although maybe it was more of a comedy action movie. Was it Bird on a Wire? No, that wasn't it. Um, Bird on a Wire has the weird backwards credits. Yeah, they ro- they scroll from the top down. Yeah. I tweeted that out, and I told you somebody got back at me and said, yeah, here's a list of like the 15 movies in all of history <laughs> that do that. Um, of course, someone knows that list. Yeah. By the way, the name of the fake movie is Bundle Overdrive 3, Terminal <laughs> Vendetta. Yeah, and see, like, this is clearly meant to be an action movie that is like the Fast and the Furious, yes. right? Now, I will say, I am the last living American who has never seen a single Fast and Furious movie. Well, I guess I, 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 we are together. I guess we are together. Um, but you'd think I would have seen it, right? Like, I like that kind of movie. It's honestly the volume of it at this point that's intimidating to me. That's why I call them crash-em-ups. The loud volume. <laughs> no, I mean, the, the amount know. of them. 
like I, like if there was only like three or four I could I could see my way clear to starting it as a project but there's like 11 and they're terrible and they're, I mean of course they're just, terrible but that's yeah, not a factor I would for assume me. I mean actually I mean people that I know and respect love those movies yeah. so you know to each their own I can I tell you while we're just you know, if, if listeners are waiting for one specific fine print, I think we're just appreciating all the fine print in this commercial, which is the credits. But my absolute favorite joke is the credits list both lovable bandit, Andy Shotwell, and likable bandit, <laughs> Michelle Moore. <laughs> That's a really good joke. Right. And I love, like, uh, 999 out of 1,000 people will never stop this commercial to look at any of to look at those jokes but somebody took the time to write out all of those jokes and like make it a whole thing you know like yeah and you do see some of them as, as they go across the screen you just can't see them also it might also benefit the the repetition the, re- the repeat es- viewing especially yeah. if it's one of those on-demand commercials yeah i do appreciate an ad that that bears repeat viewing and that pays off a repeat viewing because you do, you know, like that's the point of an ad is that they play it again and again because they want it to stick in your head. So I appreciate it when it's not just making you completely crazy by having, hearing the same thing over and over again. I've already clicked on this next link. What in the fresh <laughs> hell am I looking at? So this is great. This is actually, this is another one that kind of um, plays with a form or plays with a trope. This is actually an ad for Banana Boat, which I'm going to go ahead and spoil. But what it starts out as is kind of like um, banana boat, like the is it sun the sunscreen sunscreen yeah okay. Um, but it's it starts out before it gets to the banana boat, it appears to be a sort of an infomercial style ad for a complete sun protection system, whereby you and your whole family dress up in those like complete body suits. That's what I was thinking. Like the green like a, man style. Yeah, suit. seeing like like a family dressed up like green man making a sandcastle on the beach. Yeah, so you have a whole family, uh, you know, a mom and dad and two kids dressed head to toe in these, you know, skin suits like that cover their whole face and skin and everything, every inch of them. They're all turquoise, so they look like sort of these sort of like blue men on the beach having a fun time and and what's and the joke of this ad ultimately is that you don't need to wear a bodysuit to the beach you can use banana boat but they have a lot of fun with the fine print in the in the first part of the ad before the joke life without banana boat sunscreen sunburn got you down Introducing the all-new sunscreen summer suit from Glamco. Thanks to this revolutionary new skin protection product, your family can enjoy endless hours of worry-free summer fun. Its aerodynamic design is perfect for playing fun sports games, catching up on steamy summer reading, and making new friends. In that shot, they've uh, run into two other people in bodysuits, but slightly different colored bodysuits. And this whole time, there's... there's, uh, small print at the bottom specifically towards this fake product of bodysuits. Right. But one of them says, um, do not wear for more than 20 minutes. It says, uses directed. Another one says, um, do not uh, wear in winds exceeding 12 miles per <laughs> hour. I thought there was one about um, salt water in here, too. Catching up on steamy summer reading. Yes. Um, rem- remove immediately after exposure to salt water. Uh, not recommended for more than 20 minutes. Chloride will corrode suit fabric. Worry-free summer fun. Its aerodynamic design is perfect for playing fun sports games, catching up on steamy summer reading, and making new friends. 
see your family smile as they enjoy the beautiful Part of the day. joke is that no one can see anything. Right. So, like, they, they keep running into each other. It says, do not sweat in suit. Don't get left out in the cold. Call 1-800-555-0199 now to get the ultra-comfortable, ultra-protecting Glamco sunscreen summer suit for just eight eighty four ninety five plus processing and handling. Call one 800 you don't have to live a life without banana boat sunscreen. Whether it's sun, wind, ocean water, sweat, sand. Now, of course, we're seeing a normal. Hey, you know what? Who am I to say what's normal? That's right. But we are seeing a more traditional family on the beach, not dressed up in bodysuits <laughs> and protecting each other with sunscreen. You don't have to live a life without banana boat sunscreen. Whether it's sun, wind, ocean water, sweat, sand, pool water, or 100 degree heat, banana boat stays on in seven conditions for UVA, UVB protection. Banana Boat Sunscreen. We've got you covered. So obviously those seven factors or, or conditions that Banana Boat protects you from are the seven things that were highlighted in the, in the fine print that yeah. the, the full bodysuit, spandex bodysuit, uh, could not handle. But then, I don't know if this is ironic or not, nobody knows what that word means, um, there <laughs> is some real small print on the real That's part of the true commercial. about Banana Boat. It says seven conditions does not apply to tanning or oil products spf 8 lotion spf 100 kids lotion lip balms kids free and zinc faces so whatever they said about seven conditions doesn't apply to it sounds like a whole bunch of their products yeah i mean yeah stays on your body in seven conditions ocean pool sweat heat but some of their more specialized types of stuff like their tanning oil or the zinc you know aren't don't don't all apply right did you have to wear the zinc when you were a kid no like you always would see that in like leave it to beaver or whatever somebody had like a white nose we had that um i mean that stuff is you know impenetrable it was like for the for your just for your like your face and Uh i was i burned really easily as a kid and so we would have to sometimes put the zinc i think i feel like they started making it in fun colors so that like i feel like we maybe got some in fun colors and then it was like a little bit more fun to wear as Mm. a kid but I have to put that on my cheeks and my nose. Like a football player, like up high in your cheek. Yeah, exactly. Um, I feel like we called it like suntan lotion. Like, could it be that my family was, was my mom putting on like not, because I think I call it suntan lotion sometimes when people laugh at me, it should be sunscreen. But wasn't there also stuff you would put on to attract the sun that was really good for you probably? Well, there was, yeah, I mean, my, my mom liked to tan and, you know, I think when she was like a young woman, she would just use like baby oil, which obviously has no sunscreen protective qualities, but maybe gives you like a moisturized, more even mm. tan. I don't okay. know. What's this next one here? This is what I've been seeing a lot. And this, has, I don't know if you'll find this as hilarious as I do. It just struck me so funny. This is an ad for TIA, um, like retirement uh, annuity or some kind of retirement income. And they've been doing a campaign. Uh, they have one that I really like with two um, older men, two gay men who are like, I just love them. They're just like, they're just married and old and boring. And I like seeing, I like seeing, uh, you know, commercials that reflect the diversity of the experience. And instead, you know, like gay couples can be old and boring too, right? Like mm-hmm. they, everybody's experiencing everything. And and this old boring couple um runs like basically is like boring each other with talking about repotting the ficus or whatever and the joke is things to we run we run out of things to talk to but we'll never run out of retirement income Mm -hmm. sort of the same uh joke here we have a guy working from home he's trying to give an important presentation to some kind of client meetings for some reason all of his clients are all in the same room together which is like 
what country are they in? Yeah, can I actually... I, I wasn't sure if I should bring this up after the commercial or now. I don't believe that he is at home. I believe this is a pre-COVID commercial, and I believe he is in an office, in like in his office place. You can see he's in a high-rise if you look out the window oh, behind right. him. Oh, right, yeah. I just he's in a high-rise, like and everything around him is just like more of your like kind of mid-level office, like filing cabinets in the background. And it's just, I don't think this is supposed to be work from home. I think it's that he's brought his child to work with him. I see. Because there's no child care. I guess it kid. just reads differently in a COVID era exactly. because everybody's home with their kids. The reason I bring that up is not to be argumentative but because th- i find this commercial to be very confusing airing right now because the the narrative in our culture is work from home work from home we see a man doing some sort of a zoom call with a kid getting in his way while he's trying to do the zoom call sorry spoiler alert um and you think but wait why is everybody else on the zoom call in a in a room together in a right. boardroom like what is this COVID or not then you look closer you're like oh this has nothing to do with COVID. it's just jarring to see it now and and the joke is, I don't know, I think it's just poor timing, not their fault, but poor timing to be poor running Poor timing now. or or it, re, it just reads differently. I bet a lot of people read it and sort of un, in an unexamined way assume it's his home office. Yeah, the way that's I true. Did. Who cares, I guess. Um, but yeah, you're right. You're probably right that the fact that the other people he's talking to are not separately in a, they're not in a, like a box of Zoom meetings. They're, they're all, all together. in a boardroom together somewhere. I think this also is supposed to remind you, do you remember that it went so viral? It was a couple of years ago. A guy was giving an interview. His kids kind of like toddle into the room and one of them has like the cute big glasses on yeah. and then his like wife comes running in to like mm-hmm. shepherd them out. British it, guy in the BBC. I yeah, think. exactly. Yeah. And it was like, there's, I think that these kids are supposed to remind you a little bit of those kids. Mm-hmm. Just the way they kind of are getting all up in the in the meeting um so anyway the guy is talking to trying to present to his clients it seems very important he seems a little junior they seem like kind of old fat cat types and his kids his two little boys keep coming in and interacting with uh him and with the screen Good afternoon, board members. We have some great new ideas that we want to present to you today. Are you uh, talking to the, the, the first, that uh, the first item on the list is selecting uh, a chairman for the, for, the, for the advisory board. What's this? As well as uh, use the remaining child care options run out. Lifetime retirement income from TIAA doesn't. Guaranteed monthly income for life. So the kids are running around. Now, I saw that there's some pretty serious um, fine print in there that I'm not smart enough to uh, Oh, untangle. yeah. I don't care about that. There's a bunch of Annuities like, issued by Teachers Insurance and Annuity Something about the annuities. I don't care about that. The thing that makes me laugh is that at the end of the commercial, he's been patiently. I mean, this guy is a saint, right? He's not yelling mm. at his kids. He probably should yell at them a little bit, but whatever. He's not doing it. At the end of the commercial, the two little boys wander out of his office and one of them walks away with a fire extinguisher, like mm-hmm. a, um, that's what fire extinguisher, Yeah, right? just a little fire extinguisher. A little fire extinguisher, um, which lends credence to your theory that this is, in fact, an office. Yeah, and yeah, everything, you, as you see more of it, it's clearly an office. And at the bottom of the screen, it just says, do not attempt. And I always laugh because I always think, like, do not attempt what? Holding a fire extinguisher? Hold a fire extinguisher <laughs> to work, to bring your kids to work, like... So it's just the do not attempt is like clearly something they sort of have to put in. You know, you have to put it in, you know, closed. Anytime there's any kind of car commercial, you'll almost Mm -hmm. always see fine print that says closed course, do not attempt. Mm -hmm. Anytime you see anyone do anything, 
and we have some more that we're going to talk about that are where it's like, okay, you know what? Yeah, I know you're covering your ass, but people are going to, in fact, to attempt things like carrying a fire extinguisher. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and like, what is the scenario that TIA Cref is um, held liable, liable, right. I should say, not liable, but liable for something because a kid did something with a fire <laughs> exactly. extinguisher, you know? That'd but I mean, hilarious. who knows? Maybe this is this is on TV. The, a kid is in the room, sees it, yep. says, hey, we have one of those under the sink, and then grabs it. And, so. and also... If that's the scenario that unfolds, the fine print is absolutely meaningless in that. I mean, no kid is looking at that and reading do not attempt, right? Right. So It's just a way of not getting sued. It's just a way of not getting sued, but it's a completely useless, functionless piece of fine print. Um, you kind of segued into this one. I have like one contribution, basically, and I got it from a segment. I was actually looking for songs to start today's show with, and whatever search words I typed in, like fine print or whatever, I stumbled on a video of Ellen, the Ellen show, or the Ellen DeGeneres show, uh, talking exactly about this, like uh, fine print and commercials. She only had two examples and then came up with a bunch of spoofs, but one of them was this 2013 Ford Fusion commercial. It's called the Flying Car Commercial, and in it, you see a car driving on those windy switchbacks, right, on a mountain somewhere, then suddenly the car goes flying off the cliff and then continues to fly. How advanced is the new Ford Fusion? Just flew off the cliff. Well, it has outstanding performance and handling, and it offers a plug-in hybrid that gets a projected 100 mpge. Of course, there's still one thing it can't do. Introducing the entirely new Ford Fusion. It's an entirely new idea of what a car can be. And of course, during most of that commercial, this car is in slow motion, just sailing across the sky. So when the guy says there's one thing it can't do, he's alluding to the fact that yes. cars can't fly. But in case you didn't quite get that, the small print underneath it for most of the commercial says, fictionalization, professional driver on closed course, do not attempt, cars cannot fly. I would also say this car isn't flying. It's in the process of falling. Now, that's an interesting um, that's an interesting question, especially to like seven-year-olds. This is a terrifying ad, by the way. Because I used to think about this a lot when I was like a little kid because I, like, did Knight Rider fly? I like to think <laughs> it did, but it didn't. It just no. had turdo, turbo boost or turdo boost, <laughs> which is what my old car had. <laughs> I think my sister had a 1983 Dodge Aries that had turdo boost, actually. <laughs> um... But uh, oh <laughs> it was a it was a little brown nasty car. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, yeah, this is this car isn't really flying so much as just like creating a huge arc in the air as it drove off a cliff. Yes, it's in it the would... parlance of Toy Story. It's falling with style. <laughs> um, you know that is a terrifying ad. I've never seen it before, and I don't care for it. I'll <laughs> no, be honest. It was from 2013. I don't it know really if I looks that. like somebody drove off a cliff to their death. I know they don't show that part, and right. the car flies out of, falls out of frame before, you know, anything bad happens. It never seems to be going down. It never seems to be going down. It's still in the sort of, like, horizontal trajectory of yeah. its arc. But, like, my intuitive understanding of physics tells me that this is going to end in a Hans Molben style, you know? <laughs> like, So I just think that's a really interesting... I mean, of course, they're going for a little joke. Cars cannot fly. It can do everything, but right. I get it. But there's just something in the context of selling a car, seeing someone drive off a cliff in that car leaves me with a sort of uh, uneasy feeling. 
I guess it is if I could if I had to make an argument for it. I don't know why I do. I guess it might stand out a little bit. You might you know when it comes out, like you just see how many car commercials where the car is just driving through the mountains, right? Yeah. And the, oh, this is the one where holy crap, it's going off the mountain. Honestly, I don't know how you make a car commercial that sells a car to me because when I go to buy a car, I I guess I go. I mean, I go like I you know I know what features I want in my car. I'm going for the lowest possible price. I guess I have a sense that there are some brand, like I went looking for a Volkswagen this time, but it was because I kind of wound up with a Volkswagen trying to get a, you know, buying a used car one time. And I enjoyed that experience of driving the Volkswagen. So it made me a loyal customer. That's the only thing that's ever worked for me in terms of making me interested in a car is like I had a good experience with one of them. If one of them made a talking car like Kit, I would, that would catch my attention. I don't know if I'd buy it, but it would stand out. That commercial would, would make you think twice about that car. I wouldn't be car blind to it. I'd be like, oh, that's the talking car. Yes. Okay. Well, listen up, Motown. By the way, um, just quickly, the other thing that I saw in Ellen, the other real example. I guess when you say Motown, you're really talking to the musicians. I was of, thinking of that Detroit. was very interesting that you said that, actually. But you're not wrong. I mean, Motor City. Right? Yeah. That's why it's called that. Um, but uh, there was one other commercial that Ellen pointed out, and I couldn't find the video of it anywhere. But it, it, apparently it's a real commercial because I found people referencing it all over the place. There's just no video of it anymore. But it was for Lunestra. Have you seen these Lunestra commercials? They're like an ambient style, I believe, sleep aid. And in one of them, it said, I have a screen cap here. It's the best I could do. It says, the exact way Lunestra works is unknown. That is <laughs> and amazing. That's, and by the way, that's what that drop from the beginning of the uh, from the beginning of the show came from. I'll play it for you here again um, because again when you think of this in the terms of like kind of Ambien and Lunestra Walking, eating, driving or engaging in other activities while asleep without remembering it the next day have been reported. That's what happened to the guy in the car that drove it off the cliff he was on <laughs> Lunestra. <I laughs> and think. no one knows what he happened. He doesn't remember it. Yeah. That's terrifying. The exact way Lunestra works is unknown. I bet that has to be I bet the reason you can't find this is that it uh, yeah. cannot be shown anymore I think it's it got, terrifying I think it got scrubbed I did find like examples of it in like the, there's a hashtag on Twitter that's like all right everybody sleep t- tight or something like that and like people were just quoting this <laughs> as the perfect uh, companion to that hashtag well let's actually look at one that was also taken down and it is only it only is available through this uh, like article that I found about it um, same thing as you like an article about commercials that or ads that used uh, fine print in a deceptive way this is for a product, which I don't even know if they make anymore. I had never heard of it, called Crayola Washable Colored Bubbles. Ooh, okay. So Crayola, the crayon maker. Crayola, the crayon maker. <laughs> uh, had this product, I guess, a couple years ago that they came out with called Washable Colored Bubbles. And it's like soap bubbles. You know, it's like, you know, bubbles that you you blow through yeah. a little... A little do lolly yeah of course a do lolly a little wand but these instead of just being clear soap bubbles are are somehow engineered to have different colors um that sounds kind of fun it is very sounds kind of toxic well it is very cool um looking they they the commercial uh has a little bit of uh trickeration in it um in that one and if you want to just play it here um i'll tell you about it crayola presents a symphony of bubbles in bright, beautiful colors. They are beautiful looking. Got purple and blue and green. It's really gorgeous. I mean, the whole 
yard is filled up with uh, you know these bright colored uh, soap bubbles. Now I happen to pause it here. I already see some small print. Would I be spoiling your game if I mentioned that one? No, go ahead and mention that because that one, was that was one problem with it. This one says some bubbles recreated. Yeah, so yeah, you see some digital manipulation with this here. These kids are playing and the screen is just filled with yeah. colorful bubbles. But no but kid can make real. that many bubbles. Right, yeah. So already they're lying to us. Vibrant colors only Crayola can create. Now they're like popping the bubbles and they're running into them and they're popping on their clothes. They're new. They're washable. Oh, wow. So it's exploding on their clothes and it's leaving marks. Leaving marks all over their clothes. But they're saying it's washable. But yeah, I mean, it's kind of, that's kind of, this isn't a parody, right? No, this it's almost seems like an SNL thing where it's like you're playing around in the bubbles, but then you startedly look down. You start startedly look down. You startedly you, look you down. You startedly look down. And like these kids' clothes are covered with Just, little, little, like, I mean, they stains. look like they have been under, like, basically been shat on by birds. What the heck, Crayola? And then they quickly cut to these same clothes that these kids are wearing hanging from a, a wash line blowing in the breeze. Clean as can clean be. Clean as a whistle. All right. They're washable. They'll leave you wanting an encore. Unleash imagination with washable colored bubbles from Crayola. Give everything imaginable. So, washable, sort of. The fine print here is that it may need repeat washing. I saw that. I don't want to spoil it. And it may need repeat washings. It sounds like may need repeat washings is will need repeat washings yeah. because um, this uh, was definitely not true that it was totally washable. Um, and they actually got sued. A Washington mom from our state, Washington, filed a class action lawsuit against Crayola, alleging false advertising because the ads and labeling indicated that the bubbles were washable. Uh, Crayola agreed to provide to provide refunds and vouchers to those who purchased the product in 2011 uh, and also paid for damages to property and clothing. Uh, they have also reformulated the product. Um, I don't know if they're still selling it. This was like 10 years ago. And they no longer call them washable. So it's, I mean, like, what a disaster, right? Like, I, I, now they're just selling stains on your clothes. It's just so weird. Like, I won't, I don't know if you want to make this, this, like, kind of the screen cap for the show on Facebook this week. But it is, it. I, I just keep thinking it over and over. It seems like an SNL fake yeah. commercial because about it's halfway through, you get it's like all magical. The kids are playing in blah, 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 blah. Then all of a sudden, the kids are looking down and they're covered. Now, <laughs> the kids don't care. They have smiles on their face, but they just look like a mess. And as somebody who doesn't like messes, it's just like, what? Can you imagine? I mean, this would just ruin your kids' clothes. Oh, my God. I, you know, and honestly, to the woman who uh, sued, like, good on her. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, I think there's a... You could say as we look at this fine print, like cars can't fly. I think that was a little cheeky. But even saying the kid's just holding a, a fire extinguisher, like, come on. But like, in, in, you know, who's going to sue over that? But like in this case, like definitely. Like, I'm sure it costs some people I'm some money. With, won. You know, and it's one. That's what class action suits are for, right? Like everybody suffered a little bit. Yeah. But like Crayola made a ton of money, presumably off of everybody's small amount of suffering. And that shouldn't be allowed. I like the brand extension, though. I've been thinking about this lately. I like the way that I'm not even joking. No, not not because of the work thing. But the bosses at work have been like, "We need a brand extension for TBTL." But in this case, like, what's the colored washable bubbles of TBTL? <laughs> I think it's I think it's called no point conversion. Um, it leaves stains all over the place, and nobody likes it. <laughs> um, and you got sued. And we'll eventually get sued. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I you think of Crayola as such a solid brand, right? Like, I mean, Crayola, inextricable? 
I'm using big words. Am I using that correctly? Just, I don't know yet. Uh, from the the idea of a crayon. If there's one yeah. crayon, if you're going to draw a generic crayon, but you're going to give it a little bit of flourish, you're going to make the kind of Crayola right. the little, little designs on the, you know, they've just, that, it's just one of the best brand associations yeah. I can think of, right? Think of um, another crayon brand. And then... You have, of course, I grew up with Crayola markers, too. And then I think a little bit when I was older, there's Crayola washable markers. And so, you know, that that makes sense. But, like, they do have to think about, like, either re- uh, reimagining their current product in a way that, that extends the market yes, a little where's bit. where's the white space for right, Crayola? Right, exactly. <laughs> Literally, right? Literally, yeah. <laughs> um, Or what other things what are things associated with color? What things can they draw color? On or, or color? What, what other things can they stain? Right. And if this thing didn't have the staining problem, I actually think that's smart. Like, be not, uh, you know picture Don Draper saying you don't sell crayons you sell colors you know (laughs) and so I kind of I'm actually sort of bummed that it was such a disaster and like they clearly didn't want these bubbles to leave any marks at all nobody said and here's the killer app it stains exactly they just couldn't do it they couldn't do it so they're like well let's roll it off glasses and mustache couldn't make it happen (laughs) glasses and mustache is the same guy Um, so they're instead they're like okay it's not a bug it's a feature your kids are going to look like they just came back from war yes and they eventually with enough bleach and you know scrubbing on a rock you may get most of the stains out yeah um you know i shouldn't do this there's a commercial that's running right now that i haven't talked to you about that i want to talk to you about and i think it's another good example of kind of rebranding for the moment all right but do we have any shows coming up in which um we'll need content for should i hang on (laughs) to this should i hang on to the sweet sweet no because that's never that never works okay here's the commercial that i want to talk about it's not about fine print or colors or crayola it's not even a commercial it's not even a a visual thing it's a it's a sitcom (laughs) it's the credits of a sitcom that i really like and there's a song that plays underneath it no um there is a commercial for ring doorbells yep right and of course we know that i I feel like the original selling point for these ring video doorbells has been security right you have a doorbell so that people know so that you know that somebody's at the door and they're announcing themselves but the idea of the ring doorbell is it has a little camera built in and it's set up with your you know with your home network and you can uh see if people are stealing packages and all of the things we we know why you have video doorbells now but there's now a commercial running for ring that is very COVID 2020, um, where they're showing a bunch of people cheering up their friends by going to their doors, ringing the doorbell, and then doing special little dances oh, on the sidewalk and on the stoop, and it's families, and it's kind right. of like bring some cheer the, the to the neighbors. The camera's as much for the person ringing the bell as it is for the person inside. Yes, and it's about it's about taking this thing that was a security feature and now saying, no, it's a way of connecting during a time when we can't be physically near each other and we can brighten up somebody's day by hey you know what let's go brighten up Genevieve's day by go ring her doorbell and then do a dance on her sidewalk and they'll see it later on their uh on their video capturing device so I I just think that's a really I really respect them I have mixed feelings about the you know the way they're selling these type of security products these days by making everybody afraid of yeah ring I'll tell you what ring ruined canvassing for like for political candidates. Oh, yeah. Because I was right. doing some canvassing for Elizabeth Warren, and you might as well not even try a house that has the ring bell because yeah. they are 
absolutely not going to come to the door if they see you. Yeah, but putting my reservations... And again, I don't even know if I'm wrong about that. You and I have had some property damage and various things in this because we live in a pretty um, pretty big uh, throughway here. We live in kind of a busy section yeah. of the city. And so, you know, there are times where you're like, well, I'd love to been able to capture that. I mean, again, if you capture it on video, it doesn't really get your scooter yeah. back or your mailbox. I'm not going to get my leg warmers back. <laughs> yeah, that were st- stolen out of the mailbox. But I don't want to say that if you have this thing that you're a, a scared sheep and that they serve a purpose, but I do But I'm not like... going to say that you're not a scared sheep. <laughs> Getting it isn't proof that you're not a scared sheep. The, um, the But I do like the fact that somebody had to sit down and say, well, what else? Yeah. What else does this thing do? Absolutely. And it's a way of bringing people together. I just thought that was really ingenious. No, That's running that... on TV now. I haven't seen that, but you're really right um let's talk about oculus quest because this has some fine print that made me laugh and this is oculus quest for those who aren't familiar is a vr system it's like a vr headset and um, you have to hold you hold two little paddles and you can play vr games um and in all of these in most of these ads or in many of these ads it's the same setup in the same uh woman or young woman i don't know if she's like a teenager maybe um, putting on the Oculus headset, kind of saying out loud or or to the room at large, like, whoa, what's this? And then we see her, a, a simulated version of her experience in the game. Is this the one where she's got an accent, maybe a British accent, and says, what you got for me, Oculus? Um, I can't remember if she's British or not, maybe. Okay, okay should I hit play on this? Sure. Okay. She's okay. Let's see what you got, Oculus. So now she's in uh, Star Wars land, talking to 3PO. And shooting one of those, one of those. What do you call those guns? Uh, my blaster. She's shooting a blaster. Shooting a blaster. Okay. Do we need to listen to what this guy is going to say to no, her it's here? Not important. All right. Let's take a look. I'll give you that. It's okay. I'm okay. Where are you? Okay, so she's taken off her headset. She needed a little breather. It was overwhelming, was right? Overwhelming. So she's back in her living room now. She takes off the headset. Now she's looking at her living room, and she sees her couch, and sitting on her couch is her dog. Okay. And this is where the fine print comes in, because in all of these ads, and in, in other ones, she's playing different games or having different VR experiences, mm-hmm. but we, we always cut back to the dog on the couch, and it always says, please do not attempt. Pets and VR do not mix. Wow. So I'm like, so... Why are they purposely showing Why the dog? Why even show the dog? Because it's then. like a send. It's almost like she's. And no one's gonna send their dog out of the room when they're doing VR. She's so. I, I think in the commercial, the point of having the dog is because she's centering herself. It's so overwhelmingly real this VR experience that she has to take off the headset and get a breather, and maybe seeing this cute dog on her couch, her dog, is a way of kind of like regrounding herself, maybe, right? Maybe, but there. If that's what's. If that's what's trying to be communicated, I think there are other ways to do that. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, is the dog really important to the commercial? Because if not, why not just get rid of it and don't put the warning and don't in put there? the warning. Because they're know. saying specifically that pets and VR don't mix. Then why are you putting in your commercial a focal point a dog? And I want to know what this best, what this worst case scenario with with pets and VR is. Well, I mean, I guess probably tr- people swinging around swing. and stepping on cats' tails <laughs> and by that, falling over. By that logic, pets and your friends don't mix. Well, or, the friends or, might be able to keep an eye on you and dodge out of the way if you're lumbering. <laughs> and I think there's another body. one where it's like 
uh, don't have any objects around you. And it's like, okay, uh, hopefully you live in an empty gymnasium. Right, like, right. Like, everyone has furniture in their space that they're doing VR. This is just such a CYA. And also, for the record, one of the only times I've had to have emergency medical treatment was when I was by myself in an empty uh, gymnasium, by the way. Remember? Well, you wouldn't remember, but I've told you before that uh, one of the few scars I have on my face uh, is... I think that's the one that was my eyebrow here. I was like, I think I was four years old, maybe just five, but not in kindergarten yet. But I was, uh, my mom was a room mother for my older sister. So I was like playing in the gymnasium completely by myself yeah. in an old school, uh, grade school. And I was just <laughs> chasing a basketball and I just didn't stop in time. When I, and they're like, so much of the gym had those padded walls, but some parts didn't. And some, of course, somehow your eyebrow found of it. Of course, my stupid head just went straight into the wall. I remember coming out of the gymnasium bleeding, and some teacher found me and tracked down. And that my must mom. have been a bloody cut, too, because yeah, face, face. face and head wounds bleed like crazy. Yeah. I just like, I could not have had more space as a tiny well, Maybe Oculus kid. isn't for you. Probably not. Andrews and VRs don't mix. <laughs> Looks like we might only have, do we only have one more here? Yeah, we can talk about this one. It's not that great. This is, I was sort of looking at commercials for um, sort of health and beauty and particularly like diet products and, and pharmaceutical products because those are the kinds of things where the the fine print, the devil's always in the details, yeah, right? Yeah, right, right. And this one just made me laugh because this is for South Beach, Um which South Beach was one of the, it was sort of like followed on Atkins. And I think it's a sort of a modified high protein one. It's not, it's not a keto diet, mm-hmm. but they clearly made this ad around the time that keto was like getting very hot. Mm-hmm. And so they're trying to, they're trying to coast, they're trying to catch a little of that uh, keto, uh, you know, draft off of keto a little bit, but they don't, they, they know they can't actually say that anything they they sell is gives puts you into ketosis yeah um and so over and over again they mention something being keto friendly and then they have to say in the fine print does not put you into your body into (laughs) ketosis they also say every time a person is on here who's like i lost 30 pounds they have to say this person was recruited as part of a like basically this person was part of a casting call right given the product for free and presumably like you know it's like a before and after type of shot. It might even be saying that this is an actor saying they lost 30 pounds and that they, they didn't seem to really... want you to think that this act person oh, really did lose the weight. I know they want you to think that. Yeah, but will you tell me what you think the okay. fine print means? All right, let's take a listen here. Get ready to save big. Save 50% with our special overnight deal. Lose weight and get in the best shape of your life. I'm Jesse James Decker, and I have lost 25 pounds for South Beach. Okay, I do see that they're trying to show before and after pictures, but in the before picture, she's not that much bigger. She's literally trying to push out her gut, it looks like, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, she looks, she's lost some weight. Yeah, um, I mean, but she looks fine in both. Yeah. Like, I've never looked as good as she does in her before picture. And she's purposely, you can see, like, trying to extend her belly. It says, expect to lose an average one to two pounds per week. That's the small print I'm seeing right now. Yeah, we'll keep going. South Beach is a low-carb, high-protein, keto-friendly plan. Okay. So it's keto-friendly. 
It's but... keto friendly, but it is not intended to allow individuals to achieve or maintain nutritional ketosis. Okay. It burns fat and transforms your metabolism. Lose up to seven pounds in your first seven days. Then it says in a study, average weight loss was 5.83 pounds, yes. but they do say up to seven pounds in your first seven days. And learn the way to maintain a healthy weight without hunger or deprivation. I lost 42 pounds in the South so, Beach diet. This is a woman who we have a. Uh, she looks great. Even in her before picture, she looks good. Um, she says she lost 42 pounds. This is the fine print. Casting call participant. Complimentary program provided. Weight loss on prior program. Mm. She didn't even lose the weight on this she program. Did, and it might not have even been like anything related to this product. It was yes. just a prior program. She, so the before picture here, that is her. And this is a real after picture. But she lost the weight. And it's nothing to do with South Beach. Wow. Yeah, so like this this one to me was hilarious because like every single bit of fine print was like We're lying. Pay no yeah, we're lying, yeah. Wow. This is interesting and it goes by so quickly and sometimes it's hard to see this fine print when you're sitting across the room, especially with these aging eyes of mine. Yes. Um, but it really makes you want to pay more attention. There's gold in them there lines. <laughs> anyway, the it just goes on from there. It's basically the same thing, just lies after lies. All right. Are you ready to take over? Uh, I am ready to take over. It's time for a Genevieve takeover. Genevieve. I love cheese, but I really love cake. Genevieve. Oh no! Professor Bananas! Genevieve. Anyone else want to stage a revolution with me? Genevieve. If it gets completely fucked up, so what? Genevieve. All right. Well, I wanted to have um, Genevieve's corner because uh, I've been I've been noticing this ad for Sprint and T-Mobile. Really, it's for T-Mobile. T-Mobile acquired Sprint mm-hmm. after many years of trying to acquire Sprint and getting blocked by uh, you know antitrust laws and so on and so forth. They finally um, they finally merged the two companies. And T-Mobile was the acquired... And as a consumer, can I just say, thank God. Thank God, I know. We are actually consumers of T-Mobile. Um, but we've talked before about the colors that the phone, uh, the cell carriers have staked out for themselves. Mm-hmm. T-Mobile obviously has associated itself with a very specific pink. Uh, Sprint has always been yellow. Um, let's see, AT&T is blue. Yeah. I thought AT&T was the yellow one. No, Sprint for sure confused. is yellow. Oh, yeah, right. Now I can picture that logo. Yeah. Um, okay. And and so, you know, we so these colors have been very much like uh, sort of claimed by the phone mm-hmm. companies or by the by the cell companies. Um, so now that T-Mobile owns Sprint, they are they're advertising their 5G network and they want you to know that like adding in the Sprint whatever infrastructure, all that stuff has made it even better. And so they show like a a big cell tower shooting out rays of pink of of T-Mobile pink and then lower and in the background another cell phone tower shoots out rays of Sprint yellow. Mm-hmm. And then this is what I think is kind of interesting. The pink and the yellow come together and it's mostly pink, but it's like a very slightly yellowed pink that Mm. they're now using Mm. and like as the yellow and pink light lights up the whole country you'll see little tiny accents of yellow in various places like on the map thing or just in the shots like in the shots like they have like the lights outlining a city Uh and like little highlights of yellow popping up here and there and i just think it's an interesting way of 
signaling that like the the sprint's still in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's a little nod. Uh, also, there is a line in this commercial that I find so infuriating. Really? Yes, but we'll we'll play it once all the way through. Of course, it's very visual. But um, uh, let's take a listen to this. T-Mobile is upgrading its network at a record pace. We were the first to bring 5G nationwide. And now that Sprint is a part of T-Mobile, we're turning up the speed. Upgrading over a thousand towers a month with ultra capacity 5G to bring speeds as fast as Wi-Fi to cities and towns across America. And we're adding more every week. Coverage and speed. Who says you can't have it all? This is a slightly different version than the one I've seen a lot. There's a lot of the same footage in this one, mm-hmm. but there is one. I'm going to see if I can find it here with a different voiceover person. Um, and they say, that's why we combined forces with T-Mo- uh, T-Mobile. That's why we combined forces with Sprint. And every time I hear it, I yell at the TV. No, it's not. No, it's not, Otto. <laughs> like, the reason you combine forces is because you wanted to make more money. Yeah. You, there was never a situation where somebody was like, listen, I'm proud of what we've done with T-Mobile. We've provided a good experience for a lot of people. But I think we can provide a better experience for our customers. And the only way we can do that is by buying the competition. And you know what? Regulators are going to try to stop us from doing it. But we know, we know that this is going to provide a better situation for the customers. Can I just tell you, I I agree that you're right, that that is not the reason that they did it. But I will guarantee you that those exact words were said in a boardroom. I used to work for a big corporation. Corporations are just as capable as anyone else of telling themselves that they are doing this all for the right reasons and that it's all about customers and service and ultimately, um, you know, a great capitalist utopia. But don't fool yourself. Like, yes, that exact conversation that you just had with yourself absolutely was had you think that they're believing you don't think it's as cynical i don't think everyone is cynical i don't i'm not saying that they're all that they're correct or that they're that the cynicism and that the profit motive isn't really what's driving it but yes people who work in corporate many of them not all of them and they you know they don't they understand they're not necessarily mission driven in the way that a public organization or nonprofit is but they will tell themselves. I mean, I I will say, like, I worked with Microsoft when they acquired Nokia, and those exact kind of conversations were happening in rooms I was in. Yeah, but that one turned out well. <laughs> right. That's no, that's an infuriating one. I mean, they destroyed they destroyed, they destroyed a company yeah. and they destroyed an economy in another small country like that. Is, it's and I'm telling you, everyone did it with the best of intentions. I, I I found another version of this commercial, or maybe it's the exact same one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play it. Maybe we'll just hear the same exact thing twice in a row. And if that's the case. I apologize and I'll uh, let go of this bone. A new moment in wireless has begun. T-Mobile and Sprint are joining forces. By bringing together our two networks, T-Mobile will build America's largest and most reliable 5G network. 
with more this isn't it because I know specifically that the first mention in the commercial I'm thinking of is that is why because I always get mad at the TV mm-hmm. and that's why I'm fun to be around <laughs> um, but you also mentioned uh, and this has come up in our living room a couple of times Genevieve there's another uh, kind of two companies coalescing yeah commercial. so two, two other brands that came together uh, for the good of everyone uh, particularly the one who bought the other one mm-hmm. I think um, is the purchase of Alaska Airlines uh, or the purchase uh, of Virgin Atlantic by Alaska Airlines. That's how I thought it was. Yeah. yeah. And they it was framed. I mean, there's always a lot of um, tap dancing around the exact language when two big companies merge or acquire one another. And, you know, but there's always a t- whether it's framed as an acquisition or not, there's always a there's always a top dog and a bottom dog. Um, and the top dog here was Alaska Airlines, hometown airline of Seattle. I'm a loyal customer. I will say uh, it's the company, full disclosure here, not that I think any company is without sin, but it is the company that I think I have the most brand loyalty yeah, to. Yeah, I do too. I really have good feelings about Alaska. And that's what I'm saying is like even for-profit companies are capable of, if not doing the right thing all the time of telling themselves that they are doing the right thing for good reasons. So anyway, that's not really, that's neither here nor there about this ad. This is just something I found really interesting. So Alaska buys Virgin. And for a while you would get on a plane if you were flying Alaska and you could tell right away if it was an old Virgin plane or an, or an Alaska plane because the Virgin Atlantic planes always had like very specific types of lighting and mm-hmm. decor inside them and like really like a lot of neon and like white uh, you know outfittings of things and, and appoint you know appointments and so the other thing you'll remember about Virgin that at first was fun and then like on the 10th viewing was like exhausting was that instead of doing like the just having a, a flight attendant stand in the aisle and do the whole like you put your mask on like this you put your you know your Mm-hmm. whatever you do your seatbelt like this they did a little video like a little dance song and dance like music video went hugely viral i remember talking about it on the radio so yeah this probably i like mean 2013 or it was so. years yeah. ago now and of course that was back when it was an independent company so cut to now the airlines are sort of you know it's a very precarious time for them because of covid no one's traveling um alaska's trying to make the case that they are like all airlines are trying to make the case that it's safe to fly on them it's not. Hmm. Um, but they have made this commercial that I actually really love, regardless of whether or not you should be getting on a plane. Um, I really love this ad. And it's so fun because it's, it is, it's a different song, but it is borrowed lock, stock, and barrel from the safety, from the safety in-flight safety video that uh, Virgin used to hmm. do, right? It's to the song Safety Dance. But it's um, and it's all Alaska. There's no mention of, of Virgin, but they clearly took the DNA mm-hmm. of Virgin's approach to sort of safety um, information and put it into this ad uh, where they tell you about all the features that they have in their planes to like filter out air and wash everything and keep people apart and wear masks. So mm-hmm. why don't you give this a play? It's got really fun dancing. The guy on the guitar. We can fly where you want to. We can leave your house behind. But if your friends don't mask, and why don't they mask? Well, they won't fly this airline. You can fly if you want to, cause we do safety right. 
We have air that's clean and disinfectant machines zapping germs like an arcade space bike. And we dance to the dance. Do the dance. Everybody wash some hands. Do the dance. Do the dance. We're always wearing a mask. Do the dance. Do the dance. No, seriously, please wash your hands. Do the dance. Do the dance. Have the filters cleaning commence. HEPA filters cleaning commence. <laughs> Starting at $49 one way. Does that fill you with joy? Because it fills me with joy. And I, I, I like it. I, get I the don't appeal. know how to. I mean, it's it is just so I love every I love the little touches. Um, I mean, it also has like an 80s vibe that I dig. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think it's a wonderful ad. And I, I don't know how effective it will be. But I think like as far as just take out whether or not people should be flying like that is a fantastic ad. And then if you want to hear the Virgin Atlantic safety video, we don't have to play the whole thing because it's like three minutes. But you can hear I mean, it starts with the same footage of um, flight attendants walking, dragging rolly bags. Oh, wow. You're right. Boy. Oh, I didn't realize that that particular shot is such an echo. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Some safety tips that you gotta know And trust me, it's something that you wanna hear So honey, sip your lips and enjoy the show Before we move into the stratosphere, yeah So won't you buckle your seatbelt, pull it down tight And keep your hook in that chair until we turn off that light Turn your electric on This is a different one than... Is this the one I used to watch? So far, because I, I saw this, I was flying a lot during the time that this was on planes, because as you alluded to earlier, it started off as like, oh, this is a really cute way of getting this information across. And you're like, you turned a 45-second speech into a five-minute video yeah. that I can't get away from. Exactly. And so I felt like it was burned into my memory. But these... This is the one I remember. Okay, I'm going to hit play again. Don't let me ask you again. So tonight, get ready to fly. This, doesn't a little boy rap? Yeah, there's a rap okay. coming. We're only one minute into a yeah. five-minute video. You don't remember that dancing nun? The nun rings a bell. Yeah, this is it. have never operated a seatbelt before. Really? I mean, it works like this. Insert the metal end into the buckle until... Yeah, this is definitely the one I saw. Uh, I just didn't remember the beginning very well. Yeah, we just haven't gotten to the robot rap breakdown. <laughs> which is a real thing that happens. Do we want to keep going with this? No, I mean, I think most people have seen it. If you have not, uh, I do recommend it, um, but I will put it on the Facebook group. Yeah. Um, let's anyway, see I just think this is really fun. Like, for Alaska to do that is instantly recognizable to anyone who flew Virgin during, mm-hmm. during those years. Yeah. And, like, they clearly um, are are trying to, like, wrap that brand into theirs. And, I mean, it's an interesting – I remember when they bought or bought Virgin thinking, like, I like both of those airlines. They're both sort of like quirky airlines in their own way, but their quirkiness is so different. And like Alaska's quirkiness seemed like a weird graft onto Virgin's quirkiness. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. Are you in a good place, Genevieve? How are you feeling? Uh, good, I guess. I'm looking ahead at what you want to talk about in the ad council, and I need to tell you something. 
wet. Luke told me about this next thing on TBTL today. Oh, well, I mean, that always just happens. Every time. I thought you were going to break some surprising news to me. Every time there's any kind of commercial talk on TBTL now, I feel so bad. And Luke always says, uh, sorry, Genevieve. This one was my fault. I see you want to play a Saturday Night Live skit that aired in the latest edition of SNL. And I will say the reason it came up today was not because Luke was trying to hurt you by scooping us again, <laughs> but because. This is a little bit out of our lane, I will say. One of the reasons I am so tired. I mean, the only reason I think I'm so tired today is I couldn't fall asleep. I couldn't wind down last night. It was one of those rare nights where I felt like I was sitting in front of the TV and not getting any more tired. And yeah. I just kept watching the clock get later and later. And you had put on the show What We Do in the Shadows on Hulu and hit play on it. Then you fell asleep and eventually went to bed and I just kept watching them. And then eventually I got to the end. The train just got to the station and said, this is all we have for you, Mr. Walsh. Do you want to watch anything else? Like the latest episode of SNL. And I was like, you know what? I haven't seen an SNL in a really long time. Uh, yeah, why not? Let's let's see what you guys did this week. Because every now and then, like, there will be, um, you know, skits from SNL that, that float to the surface and we play them on TBTL. And it's like, oh, maybe the show isn't as bad as I remembered. But I have not watched the show from the beginning. I made it maybe five minutes in until I was like, I am just embarrassed yeah. for every... The cold open skit was about... Um, uh, Mike Pence getting the the vaccine shot, but then for no reason Kamala Harris comes in, and of course we love Maya Rudolph, so you know good that she's getting work, but like th there was nothing, yeah. nothing that made sense about it. The jokes weren't jokes; they were just like saying things like they're supposed to be funny. It was some of the I, most embarrassing content. I just can't believe that that is still like such a premier brand. Yeah, no, their takes on politics. I think because maybe because the era we live in is so beyond parody. And they're not edgy. I mean, they're mm -hmm. trying to be very middle of the road, appeal to everyone. So it's very hard to do that, I think, when there is no middle, when, when the reality is that there is no middle. Mm -hmm. So I felt the same way. I watched one episode. I watched the first one back after the, like, working from home COVID era ones. Like, was it the they, Chappelle one? The Chappelle oh, okay, one. yeah. And it was the same one. It was like the cold open was, I think, the... Um, was it the debate or was it the election or I think it was maybe the election. I can't remember, but it was, it was one where, you know, it was like you got Trump and Pence and Biden and Kamala and like, it was just the one where um, Jim Carrey was still playing Biden. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. And so, and it was the same thing. It was like, there were no jokes. There were just impressions. Yeah. And it was like, that's all they have to do that. They feel safe doing, I guess, because anything too funny is going to offend somebody. And this one wasn't even a good impression. The whoever is doing pens is just like, yeah, it's just a white guy in a wig. It was just, I mean, that's, it was such. To be fair, that is what pens looks yeah. like. But I mean, I just, and again, I, I just think like if you were to, if, if SNL did not exist and wasn't a legacy show and you heard, hey, everybody yeah. tune in. NBC <laughs> has a new show. A new variety It's show. a brand new show. Brand yeah. new show. And it's called. It's called Funny World, and it starts at eleven thirty on Saturday. Check it out. Here's our very first skit. You would, you you You'd would turn it think off. that you're being punked. It's almost like it's funny how bad it is. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. It's it it's crushed under its own the weight of its own legacy. But this was funny. This is what Luke countered with. He's like, yes, but there was a good skit in there, they and it was a fake they commercial. They continue to their strength, ironically, continues to be things that are not done live. Exactly. It's things that are produced. Exactly, and um, then shared online. And then shared online. This is for. Um, we've talked about how infuriating we find the kinds of car commercials where someone gifts their spouse 
a car or cars in the case of GMC as if any family member should be going out and buying a car without talking to their partner. Right. And that's that's the line here that they take with this December to remember Lexus ad. You got a family around the tree. One more gift for your mom right there. It hasn't been a normal year, so this Christmas, get her something extraordinary during the Lexus December to Remember sales event. Nathan, you didn't. With flexible financing and 0% APR, there's never been a better time to buy or lease a new Lexus. Merry Christmas, baby. Are you kidding me, Nathan? Did you seriously buy a car without asking me? Well... Because for Christmas, <laughs> I do like because for Christmas, right? But it, it was a December to remember. The music Alexis. starts back up. We don't have the money for this, Nathan. We don't. No, we don't. Your father doesn't. Your father hasn't worked since last March. What? Yeah, COVID has hit a lot of people hard, and I'm no exception. Nathan, you got fired in March 2019. COVID had nothing to do with it. <laughs> Hey, pal, I guess your old man's busted. Mm. It's beginning to look a lot like savings, so get to your local Lexus dealer today. How much did you spend on this ridiculous car, Nathan? It was only $39.99 to its signing. Four grand. It's not that much, babe. And how much is the monthly payment? The what? <laughs> did you think this entire car cost $4,000? Uh-huh. There's a monthly payment. Yeah, but with the 0% April, I think it's all good. April? Do you mean APR? I'm pretty sure it's APR. Wow. Just wow. Hey, come on. It's Christmas. This is good. I did a good thing for us. Let's enjoy it. Yeah, it's popping a beer open. So it's not like I have work later. <laughs> come on. Hey. Hey. Here comes a neighbor. neighbor. You bought a Lexus? You come to me three weeks ago. Oh, Mike, help me. I need money. I can't buy Christmas gifts for my family. My wife doesn't respect me. I didn't say that. My wife's cheating on me with everyone. Mom, you are? I want to look cool in front of my son's girlfriend. Ew, Dad, is that why you pierced your ear? Uh, no, I've had this forever. I just need five <laughs> grand to get back on my feet. And then you buy a Lexus? Yeah, well, it was beginning to look a lot like savings at my local Lexus dealer. I want my money back, man. Tomorrow. Hey, Kathy. <laughs> they clearly what have a thing. Look? You know what? We're taking this car back to the dealership now. I better drive. Maybe we stop by Jenna's on the way over. Show us a cool car your dad got, huh? Jenna! Give the gift of Lexus and definitely talk it over first. I didn't get to the second half of that on the show today. I only heard the uh, first part. Uh, I really like the performance of the actor playing the mom. Is she a SNL cast member? Yeah, I can't think of her name because I don't know who anyone is anymore mm-hmm. on this show, but she's definitely a, a main character. Uh, let's see here. Heidi Gardner. Heidi Gardner. Interesting. Beck Bennett is the dad. Beck Bennett's very funny. And Timothy Chalamet was the son? That, yes. Is that, why do I know that name? That's a famous person. Well, he's the host and he's a famous actor. He was in Call Me By Your Name. And, oh, okay. Uh, That's bunch, who that you know, is. He's, he's very, uh, he's a very it, it guy right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I recognize that name. Like, I know I'm supposed to be impressed by that name, but I didn't know what to connect to, what to connect it to. Sorry about all the stumbles. Uh, and so the, uh, listener Bill sent that in, right? Yeah, so thank you, because I hadn't seen that, and um, it definitely, it's like this unspoken thing in all of these ads, and, and I guess if you're just really rich, you can do that kind mm-hmm. of thing, and I, you know, I do know people who have gotten cars as gifts, and, you know, especially if you're giving giving it to someone, 
you know, like a kid or someone mm-hmm. who's who's financially dependent on you. But I just find the whole thing weird. Yeah, because if you're giving it to your kid, chances are, like, if you're if you're in a relationship, then you're going to talk it over with the other guardian or whatever, whoever else it is, you know? And so it's not, and yeah, the kid doesn't have a say in that, but yeah, when you're talking about the family finances. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So thank I you, listener Bill. not going to get you that Lexus. Yes. For thank Christmas. you. Please don't. Okay. Uh, we already have. Two if I mo- got you a car for Christmas though, what would you want me to surprise you with? What would be a home run? A home run. I mean, you know, like my, uh, like the kind of car I would love to have would be like a sort of like a vintage 80s Datsun. Mm-hmm. You know, like a really cute one that has like the little hatchback. Um, but, you know, I already we already have I I own half of a car right now and it's a little bit too much car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I right, wish I owned about a third of much. a car. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if there's a third person out there who wants to co-own our car. I'm really open to offers. We, but we're not even paying that off anymore. I don't, that sounds like a pain. Yeah, it probably would be a pain. But I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wish that we just didn't have all have individual yeah, cars. Yeah. And I'm realizing how little, and especially now that I work from home, not that I drove to work anyway, but like, I need a car so infrequently now mm-hmm. that I really need like about an eighth of a car. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just that occasionally you do. I do need a car that's not a lift or. Yeah, you know, like once a, a week, rental. I got to load tables into the car right, for exactly. projects and stuff. Um, I'm going to get you an eighth of a Datsun I'd love for that. Christmas. All right, uh, a timeshare with a Datsun. Um, all right, this is from listener Brian, who is a new listener. Welcome, Brian. Hey, hey. Uh, Brian says, "Have there ever been episodes in which you discuss how long how long ad campaigns subtly evolve over time? For example, Secret uh, used to be strong enough for a man, but made for a woman." Then it became strong enough for a man, but pH balanced for a woman. Oh, yeah. You know, I knew both of those. If you had said either one of those to me, I I wouldn't have thought either one was wrong. But yeah, at one point it did change. Exactly. Um, And Band Aid, this is what I noticed noticed myself. Um, Band Aid jingle became um, We Are Stuck on Band Aids because Band Aids stuck on me. Mm -hmm. Now it's We Are Stuck on Band Aid brand because Band Aids stuck on me. And it's because Band Aid has become such a generic term for a bandage. Uh, that they Band-Aid wants you to know that they are Band-Aid brand. That's so funny. This is similar to what I was saying before about Crayola. You think that you it, there's nothing but benefit by being synonymous with yeah. your product. But, like, but actually, it's a problem because then you have to remind people, no, no, no. We we're are. Kleenex. Yeah. There's only We are Kleenex, yes. not tissues. And yeah. if there's a product that is more synonymous with, the ban- with a brand than Band-Aid, I don't know what it is. Like, I literally mm-hmm. c- can't really... I mean, I guess bandage, but bandage means something else to me. Yeah, bandage. Put a bandaid on it. Yeah. But a bandaid is seriously the only word I have for the thing that looks like a bandaid. Right, <laughs> you know? right, like, right. It becomes a little bit of a tautology. Can you but give like, me one of those sticky get, temporary get bandages? Exactly. Huh, that's really interesting. So now, so you, now it's. Um, can you give me a first aid strip? <laughs> I'm stuck on bandaid brand because. Band-Aid brand stuck on me? Right. Well, just Band-Aid stuck uh, on me. But if you, That's so clunky. If you go into what a our, bad fix. If I tell you to go get a Band-Aid from our, from our bathroom, what's in there is not Band-Aid brand. Mm, it's not. I always it's buy generic. Like, I got one for you. We've talked about it on the show before, I think. Velcro is a brand name. And there That's was a right. whole... Did you ever watch the video about this? I think we did talk about it on the show. Yeah. We've talked about it. Let me just see if I can find it. Hook and Loop 
is the name of the technology. Right. But like who says, hey, can you give me a bit of that um, hook and loop thing? So oh, this, my sneakers are hook and loop. Right. And so this was a um, this was a video. It was produced by Velcro brand. But uh, let's see, this was back... It's a um, true victim of their own success. Exactly. And this says, a message from the lawyers at Velcro Companies. We're a company that's so successful that everywhere you go, you see the scratchy, hairy fastener, and you say, Hey, that's Velcro! <laughs> but even though we invented this stuff, our patent lapsed 40 years ago. <laughs> now no matter who else makes it, you still want to call it Velcro. You think it's awesome for us, we're famous. But we're lawyers and it's causing us grief. Cause <laughs> there are trademark laws being broken. It's all here in this short legal brief. And we know that this is confusing. Because Velcro brand is who we are. What if you call all Velcro? We're gonna lose our circle Seems ridiculous. This is a first world situation. And we made half of a billion last year. I went to turn for my last vacation. And we're asking you not to say her name. We took 60 plus years to build. But if you keep calling these Velcro shoes, our trademark will get killed. Yeah! We aren't just doing this for us. We're doing it for all the successful brands that got so popular, people started using the brand names the wrong way. So please, remember. If you need something to clean up your socks, do it with bleach and not with <laughs> If you have blood from a boober you made, this is a bandage and not a <laughs> If you're exercising with someone you're dating, it's in life skating and not I know that bleep stuff is more fun to say But if you keep doing it, our trademarks go away This is called hook and loop This part's a hook, this part's a loop You call it Velcro, but we're begging you This is f***ing hook this is you look amazed. This is the best thing I've ever seen. We've talked about it before, but I don't think I ever played it I had for never you. seen that. I know I hadn't seen that video. That was incredible. That was from 2017. And it's definitely, you know, it's Velcro brand. Like, yeah. that's not a, you know, spoof. They were really trying, they were to, really trying to do to something. Get, to go viral with that. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, I really like that. Um, I love the, the all the examples they give. Those yes. are wonderful. I kind of forgot that they actually come back around to the exact point I was trying yeah. to make about rollerblades and Kleenex, roller band-aids. Yes. Exactly. Um, that's fantastic. So anyway, we're still in the middle of an email. Uh, yes, we are. So um, uh, so listener Brian says, have we ever talked about this? And obviously, we I think we have talked about sort of some of these adjacent issues, particularly the, the, the generic uh, issue. But what he's talking about is how slogans and campaigns evolve with changing times or to address a problem like that, like the like the Band-Aid becoming the generic term for a mm-hmm. bandage. Um, another example Brian gives is uh, ivory soap um, used to be 99 and 44 one hundredth percent pure became ninety nine point forty four percent. So really, I don't. That doesn't even ring a bell to me. It doesn't Did you ring know a, about these? No, it doesn't ring a bell to me. But it must have been. I, I mean, I accept that that's huh. something that happened. Um, so it's got a really good discussion going on the Facebook group and Phyllis. Friend Phyllis mm-hmm. Fletch, uh, F, Phyllis F. Fletch. <laughs> uh, what do we call her? Fletch F. Fletch. Fletch F. Fletch. Um, 
she says, oh, I got one. Gus even sang it the other day uh, with the current lyric. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. That's the only one I feel like I've ever known. Ace is the place with the friendly. Helpful hardware I, folks. I just messed it up. So I guess I'm not but, the person to be speaking on this. But she's but she's right. It used to be helpful hardware man. It's just old enough what? that we don't remember it because it's a little bit before our time. This like I listened to this one that you put in here. And this is what I was referring to at the top of the show. But I just didn't. I didn't. Did you remember that ever? The helpful hardware man. I, I wonder if it's it feels like it is from our lifetime. I mean, this is from 68. So it's it's. um. Or no, I'm sorry, 86. So this is from our lifetime. This commercial I'm about to play. Um, yeah, but why don't you quickly play the, the current jingle? Okay, yeah, for folks who don't know. And I think it's a pretty good jingle, by the way. The helpful hardware folks. So great, right? That's mm-hmm. the ace jingle. Um, but listen to this ad from 1986. And this one is especially confusing because it's a commercial where uh, it's, a first of all, a woman working at Ace right. talking to two little kids, and they're looking for a gift for their dad for their dad and so this that's what's wild about this jingle is that the whole ad is like completely contradicts the whole point of the jingle so listen to this these two little boys go to ace they're look they're they they talk to the saleswoman looking for something for their dad mom said we could charge dad's birthday present with their ace credit card so long as it's under five dollars well the ace circular has our september best buys after a two dollar rebate this paint roller and tray set is 44 cents great but mom does the painting or 30 ace lawn and leaf bags for just 266 but mom does the artwork well, how about this firefighter kitchen fire extinguisher? It's only three forty-four after rebate. Great! Dad tries to cook. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware man. Ha! So here's an ad where the mom, the first of all, the person doing the selling at is Ace not is a, a woman. Is not a man. Not a man. Yes. Secondly. The boys go to the store. I love all the things that they su- she suggests getting their dad for Christmas, like yeah. leaf bags, a paint rolling tray. It's going to be a real sad Christmas. I got, oh, no, really? I got you leaf bags for Christmas. <laughs> you said you didn't want a Benz. <laughs> but I don't want a Lexus. Or a Lexus. Um, but, but then they're clearly playing with that idea, right? The whole, the whole story is about reversal of gender roles. The dad cooks, although apparently not well. Um, I don't think the dad can't. Do I do shit. think it's hilarious that we are now looking at a second ad where little boys are play are carrying around fire extinguishers. Oh, nobody yeah. said nobody said don't try that at home. <laughs> That's a really good point. <laughs> okay, I have an idea for next week's show: <laughs> little kids holding fire extinguishers. Yes, We've already got they two down. <laughs> yes. So anyway, um, I love that. I love that evolution, and clearly they got they hit some point where they realized like. Hardware man is dated. Like, how do we? It must have been probably around this time that they were starting to have those conversations, right? Because yeah. that ad clearly is tacitly addressing it, right? You know. Right, so, yeah. what word did they come up with? We had a similar thing. There's a the the sort of the fight song of the University of Washington um, has a lyric or has traditionally had a lyric. Um, Mighty are the men who wear the purple and the gold. Mm-hmm. And this year, not sorry, not this year, but like last year, maybe the year before, um, the university quietly changed it to Mighty Are the Ones Who Wear the Purple and the Mm -hmm. Gold because, of course, we have athletes uh, of all genders. Right. And so, you know, you have to sort of find like what's the word that will work in this context that. I don't want to get you in trouble, but did you did it quietly because you didn't want a bunch of like dumb conservative yeah. blowhards like I work with at Cairo Radio being like, you can't say anything anymore. Did you get any of that? We didn't get any of it that I'm aware of. Um, but yeah, it's like it's one of those things where like 
yeah, the only people who are going to have a problem with it are dummies. But like, why incite the dummies? And plus, you know, I hate that. Bow down. What are the lyrics of that song? I think that is so. I find though I find that to be so upsetting that <laughs> well, the, they're the not going to get rid of like, bow down. That you're supposed to like bow down, like subserve, like that's so. I find that to be really off-putting. Shake hands with Washington. Oh no, Shake no, we're getting that get out of Washington. here. No, 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 I'm not letting you do that. <laughs> okay, are the ones who wear the purple and the gold? No, no, no. Sorry, Jack. Not today. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I guess I set you up for that. Uh, anyway, Genevieve, thank you for putting the show together today. That was really interesting. I don't know if you can tell, but I learned a lot. Yeah, I can tell. Um, all right, everybody. You look smarter already. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to sleep now. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, if you want to, you can join our Facebook group uh, where there's always a fun conversation. In fact, I think almost all of the feedback today came from the Facebook group. Um, and how can people find that, Genevieve? Um, well, they could go to Facebook.com. Okay. It's a website. So w so h <laughs> h t t p s colon, colon slash slash www dot facebook dot facebook dot facebook dot the facebook dot com come join the facebook group it is really fun as I just uh, explained today some really fun conversations happen there um, if you can uh, if you don't want to join Facebook or if you have something that's uh, more sensitive or private or lengthy you can email us at after these messages show at gmail you can call us at six zero seven four 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 five five nine seven six zero seven four 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 Five five nine seven. You got there. Did I throw too many fours in there? I think you got them. Oh I think you got them all. Oh my goodness! Uh, and that's the number to call if you want to sing us a voicemail jingle, which we love. All right, everybody, we'll talk to you next Tuesday. If you had the juice now, hey yo, the government is lies, son. United States of Google, Verizon.